Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the King, Sean, rocking the B-Lord. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You see it. You see it. You see it. You see him. You see him. With the waves flowing. Hey, man. Be more going. See you, man. You see him, man. <laughs> yeah, don't stand up too fast. You might tear your ACL. Oh, God. And <laughs> chill, man. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chill, man. King Shaw Gotti in the building. We have the yes, Chancellor. Sir. The Chancellor himself. The Chancellor of Charisma, Zero. Chancellor Zero, we affectionately call him. <laughs> of course, the Duke of Debonairness. Yeah, I see, I see. We have the Duke of Debonairness. No polo sunshine, but uh, we heard it through the grapevine, the great Marvin Gaye on my shirt today. Lando. I used to look at the bar yeah. <laughs> and stand out. Hey, that's my boy, Marvin, right there. Because I was too nervous to really oh, get down. Yes, sir. Marvin Gaye, one of the greats. Oh, man. Rest in peace. This is the Between Brothers Podcast. We appreciate all who have been tuning in over the last now what is it 31 episodes 32 32 30 oh shoot i think i missed oh man i need to change that in the video i was editing i think i put 30 um good thing i didn't post it um but yeah man we appreciate everybody who's been listening uh man you know how we always start with the royalty king sean man how was your week rough starting out man it was rough starting out man mm. had some running backs go down for the team for mm, the i know team, man I know. But we we stockpiled back up man so we're gonna see what they talking about it don't matter lamar still probably leave the team in rushing anyway yeah <laughs> but uh other than that man i mean it's it's football's back so i'm good i'm good overall man Football's yeah, that's back, what's up man, man. that's what's up that's what's up, man. Shoot, yeah, I'd, uh, somebody taught me into doing a fantasy league, and uh, I guess it picked up one of the Ravens running backs for me. They was like, oh, you got to change your running back. I was like, oh, okay. I ain't really going to invest too much time or energy into this fantasy football. So I just did it because he needed a guy. <laughs> I can't play fantasy. Yeah, we, we I, I played fantasy for like two, three years. I can't do it, man. I. That shit make me root against my team, and I don't like it, man. <laughs> you got a player going against your team. You, 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 need a, you need a player to get, like, six catches, but you don't want them to win. You're like, damn, yeah. put the catches in the game. You're like, nah. Like, that. Yeah. nah, man, I can't. Don't go to your fantasy, boy. Oh, man. Hey, man. Zero, how was your week? Well, week was okay. But weekend was shit. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Friday, we had a water main break. 
you know, because contractors, it seems like contractors go to a site and just be like, hey, yo, dig here. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> it's like, y'all niggas. It's like, team. It's like, oh my goodness. So we had to fix that. We we got the call at nine. We arrived there at like nine fifteen. We didn't leave. We didn't leave and clock out until six thirty that evening. Y'all show faster than the police, the ambulance. <laughs> we were no, we were down the street. We were uh, um, we were on the street called Cedar Road. And we had to go to, yeah, it wasn't very far, and there was no rush hour traffic, so we got there really quick. And um, then um, Saturday, yesterday, I got called out because I'm on standby to go look at some meter leaks that could have been held off until Monday. I ain't got to work on those. So then when I leave work, find out I got a flat tire. Go to 7-Eleven, the air pump ain't even, the air pump's taking tire, taking air out of my tire and not even putting air into it. Mm. So thank goodness I was down the street from uh, my old job. But before then I went to go see if I even had a spare tire. I didn't even know, I never checked. I had a full size spare tire with rim and everything. like intact brand new tire i go to change it tire won't come off the uh the tire wouldn't come off so i try to use the uh the jack stand to take it off jack stand pinch yeah slight yeah cut my thumb and pinch both the webbing on my thumb now i got i don't know what those those uh cuts are called when they bleed but they don't but they bleed but they don't break the skin i'm thinking it's called an abrasion I have my, both the webbings of my uh, thumbs, and I can't hold anything because I, <laughs> I can't hold anything else. <laughs> but I got that tire change though, <laughs> and when I'm taking the tire off, one of the lug nuts don't aren't even the same size. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> can anything else go wrong? But yeah, every but uh. My week was good. My weekend, nah. And then I got a freaking sore throat because my girls are sick. But they want to drink up my they want to drink up my Gatorade without nobody looking. That's how you drink my goddamn juice. Now I got to sit here and drink drink a green pomegranate tea with lemon with lemon and honey. It's like yo, I don't even like that taste. So I must it's like <laughs> I much rather just drink hot water straight than drink that tea. But other than that, it was like that weekend was eventful. If another main breaks, I'm killing a contractor. Sound like a tough week, dog. No, it was just the weekend. <laughs> the week was easy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my week, my week was uh was actually pretty good. Um, overall, the kids started school this week. Um, you know, my I'm a father of a high schooler now, 
and um, and uh, and a middle school girl, and uh, it's crazy, man. Like how you know how much life changes and you know things that kids are exposed to nowadays. There was um, we try to report um, this Instagram profile. Some uh, pervert try to hit um, my daughter up on on Instagram. Uh, you know, trying to twenty year old man trying to holler at my eleven year old daughter. So it was my first uh, sexual predator experience, and I was like, man, I need to know how to hack to find these dudes and just obliterate. So that happened this week. Um, and, Talk about uh, that for a second. Go ahead. I never understood why grown people are attracted to children' genitalia. Where I just I never understood that. Like, what does that do for you? Like, is that pleasurable for you? Like, 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 is it like I really? Like, I don't want to know, but I want to know. Like, is it is it pleasurable for you? Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, that that shit is that shit is weird, man. It's fucking weird, point blank. But that's all I had to say about that. <clears throat> yeah, my daughter, she she uh, you know, she thought it was weird that there was a because he he actually met her on this uh, app called Omegle. Um. Which apparently is supposed to be for thirteen-year-olds to eighteen-year-olds or something. It's supposed to be like for kids, and apparently, but apparently, you don't have to verify your age, like because she's on it at as an eleven-year-old, and she was like, "No, they never ask me for my age. You just go on it." So you know, it's just, um, and she was like, she found it weird that he kept asking her about um, sex. And then she randomly asked, she was like, yo, why you keep talking about how old are you? He's like, I'm 20. You know what I'm saying? It's just like some dude from some foreign country, uh, Middle Eastern or Indian or something like that. Um, I don't think he's in the US because he kept talking about his home country and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, I really need to, I really need to find a way to infiltrate these people and burn them alive. I think that's how I feel. But um, uh, but outside of that, you know, son got enrolled into uh into high school a little bit late, so um, they were saying that he needed a vaccine, a chickenpox vaccine. So I'm calling all these places because uh, my ex-wife wouldn't pick up the phone. And uh, they said uh, they said that they couldn't get him a shot until October. So I tried calling the school or whatever and um, seeing like if there was an exception that can be made, like if I set the appointment up, nobody picking up the phone. So I decided, I'm like, yo, I look at the shot records and I see these two shots and she said he needed the second shot. So it says varicella, that's the name of the shot, varicella on the shot record twice. And it has dates next to it. And uh, I'm like, 
So I texted to the Duchess, she's a nurse. I said, what am I looking at? And she goes, oh, he got the varicella shot in 2008. I said, okay, so what's the one underneath it? And she's like, oh, I didn't even look at that. Yeah, that he got it twice. So they was about to have my son out of school for a month because they didn't know how to read the shot record. So the lady goes, I was like, yo, like you told me he ain't got the shot, but I see two shots, two dates. She goes, oh, well, there's a one next to it. But here's the funny thing. The other shot, so it, it goes shot and then series. So I guess it's, I, I don't know if she thought it was the first of the series or whatever, I don't know. But it says the name of the shot twice with dates next to it. So why would you think and then the other one that was in 2008 had said series five. So does that mean he got the shot six times? Like, what are you saying, lady? And I'm like, then you look at these for a living. I, before, what was it, Thursday, I've never looked at a shot record ever in my life. So how is it that you can't read this, but I can't? So that had pissed me off, but he ended up uh, going again and rolling everything. And he officially started Friday and he'll be, you know, in there Monday. But it was just like, they was really about to have my son out of school for a month because they couldn't read a shot record. And, um, and it's just like, wow, like these people just don't know, like, I guess how, and she, she like, she apologized after the, after the fact and everything like that. but. It was just like aggravating, just, you know what I'm saying? Cause she was like trying to make me sound like I was stupid and she was a dumb one the whole time. Like I don't never say nothing. Um, I don't never try to like come at people like that um, who are professionals in their own realm. I'm not gonna say and act like you don't know what you're talking about. But I look at something and it looks like you don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna ask about it. And then you, she said, not only that, she sat there she showed it to two counselors and an office manager or whatever, then showed it to the to the school nurse. Why wouldn't you go to her first? I was like, you know what? And she tried to she tried to wave no at Coco. Yo, she tried to wave at Coco Puff. Coco Puff's looking at her like, lady, you don't get out of my face, man. And it was funny because then like a la another lady walked up and she was like, and she was like all receptive to her. I was like, yeah, she don't like you. She know you dumb. She, <laughs> <laughs> she know you stupid. And me running all around the freaking Virginia trying to find out, find this shot sooner when she, just because she didn't read the thing right. It's like, that's so stupid. I just pay it. And you know, these people are supposed to be people who pay attention to detail too. But, um, you know, outside of those couple issues, um, you know, it was a really, a really, really uh, fun, exciting week, especially for the kids and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, that was pretty much um, my week in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, man, uh, let's get to this heat, man. It was a, it was a good game uh, Thursday night. Bucks versus Cowboys. Uh, for those who follow us on our Facebook group, we all picked the Bucks to um, to win 
And they got out of there with the victory. They left Tom Brady too much time. Um, I've been hearing a lot of narratives when it comes to both sides that I um, on on ESPN and things of that nature that I I think they kind of poll jocking Tom Brady, and I think they're giving they're probably giving the Cowboys a little too much credit. Um, they're giving yeah, and so I guess what are y'all thoughts? I'll start with you, Zero. What are your thoughts on the game um, from how it played out and all that good stuff? Well, I feel like it's like what uh, Zerline said at the end of the game. If he just makes the field goal, they win the game. It feels, it looks like um, missing the field goal momentum. As, as far as what I can watch, momentum really shifted from the missed field goal. Bucks took advantage. It was like, you know, like you said, if he just did his job, Cowboys would have walked out of there with a W. But if he makes the field goal, who knows how the game actually plays out? Yeah, because that field goal was early, I think second quarter or something like that. And that's what I, like, it's always easy to say, oh, like if they would have made that shot then, like this would have happened or that would have happened. But strategically, depending on the score, your strategy may change in the overall grand scheme of the game um, that ultimately, and you know, or apply pressure to certain teams to where they either rise or they fall. So you just never know how that's gonna go. Now, based off of the score, if he made that field goal, they win. But we don't know how the Bucks would have responded if they would have made that field goal. So, um, but King Sean, how do you, what, what was your, what was your talk, thoughts on the game? I thought it was, I thought it was uh, one of the best opening games in a while, first off. Um, I didn't think the Cowboys deserved to be on TV, but at all, with a losing record, like, I didn't. I, I, I'm just They're America's team, man. I, that's what, but that's why they're, they debuted because I mean, let's check this out. Only three teams have debuted on the first game of the year in the past, and they've had a losing record in the past five seasons. And the Cowboys are two of those teams. Out of three. America's team, boy. America's team. I don't feel like they should have been on there with a losing record, but hey, it's America's team. America's yeah. team, whatever. It's the most popular. Yeah. Uh, first things first, ready to go. Second thing is Dak earned his money. Third thing is it wasn't a push off. Fourth thing is Dallas defense is trash. Micah Parsons look confused. Um, I think they didn't run Zeke just for the simple fact of the, of the type of defense that they was going against. And I feel like the re, the, the like the little checkdowns that they was doing was pretty much their run game. Because they knew they wasn't going to be able to. I mean, they had the they had the number one or number two rushing defense in the league last year. If I'm not mistaken, the Bucks did. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was a it was a great game, man. I mean, I'm gonna say one thing. I I, I said one thing. Fucking with one of my boys last week on Facebook that Amari Cooper wasn't the best receiver on his team, but he is still. He is. Um. Mm. CD Lamb is on his ass though. If if CD if CD Lamb can consistently catch the ball and not drop, I will give it to CD Lamb. Mm. But 
Amari Cooper, when that ball touches his hands, is, is he catching it? But Amari Cooper's problem is, is he going to play? Is he going to show up? Like, not like not saying like, is he going to like play late? Because he's going to play in the game. But like, is he like, he has that Randy Moss syndrome. You feel me? Like, like he might be there, but he might disappear. Like, he might like he might not like. He, he just might disappear. Like, and Randy Moss is one of my favorite receivers of all time, if not my favorite receiver of all time. And I even admit that he took some games off. A lot of games. And Amari be doing the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Amari be doing that same thing. The difference is, That's the thing the about difference Amari. is Amari ain't as good as Moss. So when when you exactly. take games off as Amari Cooper, it, 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 it looks really bad. You know, um, right. so I had posted our Facebook group, some of my takeaways, but then uh, listening to the, uh, and for those who who, who uh, are on Facebook, the Between Brothers podcast, if you go on groups and, you know, uh, just ask us for an invite and, you know, we'll, we'll put you in. Oh, uh, we got 83 members now. Uh, we almost do 100. I'm happy about that. Um, but, uh, or 84, 84. So 16 to 100. Um, but a lot of people were giving Tom Brady because, of course, they came from behind to win a lot of credit when it's like the Cowboys' defense is still awful. You know what I'm saying? It's not like like when Tom Brady got the ball, it wasn't like he was going up against, like when, they, when he did it against um, the Legion of Boom. You know, and they're putting it, and he's like, it's like, oh, he's 44. And it's like, yeah, he is 44, and they're like, oh, he was throwing in the tight windows and things of that nature. I'm like, yeah, but I really wasn't all that impressed with Tom Brady, and maybe it's just because it's kind of like the same old, same old. Um, and maybe that's what it is, but I'm like, I'm watching the game, you know, and uh, I'm like, yeah, Tom Brady's doing his thing, but I was more impressed with how the Cowboys offense was very creative which I didn't expect that from Mike McCarthy, but I guess that then come to find out, he ain't the one calling the plays anyway. So uh, it's probably- Kellen Moore, yeah, Kellen Moore exactly. the last three. Four exactly. Years. So I was more, I was more, I was more uh, happy about that than what the Bucks were doing. Cause the Bucks four turnovers, like they were lucky to get out of there alive um, because the Cowboys defense is so inept. Cause you shouldn't have four turnovers to none and lose. I don't care if you're on the road. And and for some reason, like I was listening to Cowherd, who I think I've said on this podcast, he's probably my favorite radio guy. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, with all that, Tom Brady still found a way to win. And it's more like the Cowboys found a way to lose like they usually do. And that's 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 where and also I think that the Cowboys are getting too much credit for losing because you had the ball handed to you four different times, you shouldn't even have been in the position to have to come from behind or have time, even if Tom Brady had four minutes left, been in a position to where if he scores, they win. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they, they, they couldn't come away. Of course, as usual, they couldn't come away with touchdowns when they got in the red zone. So I think the Cowboys are getting too much credit for losing. And I think the Bucks are getting too much credit for winning, and it's it's a it's a weird dynamic. And King Sean, you had said something about um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, 
and how why he wasn't getting the ball and things of that nature um, because of the Bucks defense or whatever. And it's just like, you know, the Bucks defense didn't really apply pressure, and they were and the they were missing Zach Martin. The Cowboys were missing Zach Martin, so I'm like, I wonder if they just didn't run the ball because they didn't have their starting guard more so than the Bucks defensive front. I, I believe that front. too. Okay, yeah, I believe that too. I believe that played mm-hmm. a factor in it as well. But I think, like I said, mixed with mixed in with the the you got Vita Vea, Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre Paul, and you got Shaq Barrett on that D line. So I yeah. mean, and then you got two rookies starting or two no names starting on, yeah. on, on the line. So yeah, I felt okay. like there was like their best chances that if they they did still run it eleven times, but that's not Ezekiel Elliott numbers. You feel me? That's Zeke getting the ball yeah. twenty twenty one at a time, rushing the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> so like yeah. I said, I feel like, and then if you look at it a lot too, Zeke was out here blocking his ass off. He was out there blocking oh, yeah. his ass off. Yeah, he was definitely picking up a lot of a lot of blitzes and things of that nature. They they sacked Dak once um because they had excellent coverage downfield. It was a coverage sack more so than an excellent pass rush. Uh but Dak don't even look like he came off an injury. Yeah. And I'm not talking about as far as his performance. I'm talking about as far as like his demeanor like yeah. carrying himself like just playing. Yeah. Just playing. Yeah. I think he didn't seem timid or scared or worried enough. Yeah, I I think I think him and Tom Brady threw the ball too much for my liking because Tom Brady. That's that's what I said. I and I I posted that if they don't get the running game going, Tom Brady's not going to last the entire season. But that's why the game was so long too because they threw the ball so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shoot, I dozed off twice during the game. (laughs) Bro, I fell asleep in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I've those all twice. I was like, oh shoot. So, you know, of course I didn't I ain't gonna act like I watch every moment of the game. But I've those off a couple times. Like, damn, this is a game long. So um, I got a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Y'all think Antonio Brown still the number one receiver in this league? Wow. Zero, you go ahead with that. A number one. Yeah. Not on the Bucks. Not on the Bucks? No, I don't think on the Bucks. It's like he might It's be... funny because I think I think he got the second best rapport with Brady and, and all the receivers. I think Mike Evans got the least rapport with Tom Brady. Hmm. Me personally. That's just my that's just me looking for which is crazy because he led the Mike Evans led the Bucks last year in receiving, but I still don't feel like he don't have the rapport with Tom that Tom has with, with Gronk, A B, or Marcus Goodwin. I mean, uh, yeah, Marcus got one. I think Mike Evans is at the bottom hmm. when it comes to rapport. I mean, Gronk is going to be a given. He played with Brady for how long? For a long, long time, eight, eight uh, nine years, maybe. But something about uh, AB and Brady together too. No, but um, AP and Brady, they they haven't even had a full season together because he only played one game with him with the Patriots, and then Patriots, yeah, he had yeah. same game last year or eight games. Um, I think it was eight games. I would say, I would say AB probably 
if we're if we're not if we're just talking about the wide receiver position, I still I think um, folks key in more on Mike Evans because he's the number one guy there. So that's why I said. You think it's ten better receivers in the league than AB? Um. No, really, to say that if he's a, I think that's a better question. No, I'm saying if you're gonna say that he's not a number one, shoot, it's actually. Do you think that he there's maybe 15 to 17 receivers better than Antonio Brown? That's you know because the wide receiver position is so deep, and uh, after after 32 teams. After Thursday night, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. But of course, that's after Thursday night. Um, yeah, last, see, last season, I would have said he isn't. Yeah, I want so, to see more consistency than just the Thursday night game for me to even say anything about him being a top, still being a top receiver in the league. Let, let me, let me get, let me get more than just, let me get more than just the game. Because you can get them. That's what's it called? Um, what's the name? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Last year, he had he had that big game. Um, he had his that big opening as a rookie, and folks was like, "Oh, is he going to be the next great? He's going to be the next great one." And then he fell to like the third running back as the season progressed. I need, even though it's it, that's comparing AB to what a rookie did. But I don't want to jump to conclusions and say that he basically regained the spot back as one of, if not the best receiver in the league after one game. Yeah, let so, me not do that. So, um, like I said, right right now, after after this game, I'll agree with I'll agree with King Charles saying that he is still a number one receiver. But but you know that's after this game. Um, like I said, if it was, if he would ask me that at the end of last season, I would have said no. But, um, but uh, you know, I think Mike Evans is still the best receiver on the team. So that's where, that's kind of like where my, my thinking is going. But I've heard this storyline that um, Gronkowski and Brady are the greatest, one of the three greatest duos in sports history. This is the stuff I'm talking about with the overrating stuff and giving too much credit. Not, not like we really out here like, like sports duos. Like not even in sports. Like I, sports. Football, football mate. Football. Yeah, you can say that. You know what I'm saying? Because. You know, you got uh, Rice and Montana and, and um, Young and Rice, Peyton and Peyton and uh, yeah, I was gonna say Marvin, Peyton and yeah, Peyton and Marvin. Um, so it's just like I don't even know like where that like where that comes from. You know what I'm saying? It's just like wow, and I think they had like the most touchdowns together or something like that. Uh, between quarter, I think they had passed Jerry Rice in Montana when it Hell came to man. that. Uh, as far as, as I think they did, as far as touchdowns, touchdowns to each oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rice in Montana, yeah, I believe. Rice yeah. Montana, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Rice in and so I'm like, I'm like, 
so like Shaq and Kobe was probably the most, one of the most dominant duos for a period of time, or or Jordan and Jordan and Pippen, or Kareem and Magic. And Kareem. You know, like just you know, like like uh, like it's just Venus and Serena and doubles matches. You know what I'm saying? It's like sports duos. Like y'all y'all taking this y'all taking that one yes. touchdown catch way too serious. You know what I'm saying? It's does like that, does that put them third on the list? For, I don't know. I don't know as far as I don't know what the ranking is. You know, that's what ESPN or like sports bureau stats that everybody would know. I think I think Peyton and Harrison are first. Then it's um, Rice and Young are second. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where where it put put them at, but the fact that they just got instantly people are saying they're the best sports duo in sports, sports duo, not football duo, sports duo. It's like y'all wild man i wouldn't even put them over gretzky and uh, mark messier when they were with the oilers and that's hockey i wouldn't even put them over them you you see what i'm saying so it's just like there's so many different i like, wouldn't even put them over the hardy boys <laughs> no me either the, me hardy, either. the, the hardy boys nor the dudley boys i'm joe edgy christian too cool, yo. That dancer got yo. Too cool, yo. Come oh, on, no, stop it. Stop it with too cool. Stop yo, Billy it. and Chuck. And stop it, Billy. Yo, Billy and Chuck, the yo, the New Age Outlaws, the two man yeah, power yeah. trip. Yo, yo, I can name tag teams. Yeah, it's just like it, it's just weird that that's where you know what I'm saying the rock and sock connection. But oh my goodness. <laughs> Outcast, <laughs> yo, facts. Well, they're not sports. They're not sports. <laughs> no, 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 they, nah, because his rappers always want to say, "Yo, rapping is like a sport. It's a sport today." Outcast, stop it, stop it. We ain't about to do that. He's a rapper. Yeah, you know, it's just it, it, it was just like, all right, like y'all, y'all, y'all killing me with these new brainy storylines you're making up every week because like he's already the goat we don't have to like over exaggerate his greatness at this point you know what i'm saying it's like he's already the consensus goat. just like just like michael jordan like jordan fans like ignore ignore that he has that he's had failures no that's part of why he's the goat you know what i'm saying just like lebron like 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 we 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 over exaggerate his failures, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, that's why he's one of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's stop acting like these guys. Are, but in order to be the goat, you have to be flawless. Like Tom Brady did go ten years without winning the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like if he would have retired when he was when he when people normally retire, he probably retires with three or four Super Bowl rings. You know what I'm saying? So call him Montana the greatest quarterback of all time yeah so it's just like um so yeah i, I mean I, I just did i just don't like how how people are like oh man tom brady still got it like for real for real like especially how many times he threw the ball how they started kind of tape tapering off as the game wore on like as far as the offense it, it was you know it was a lot of cowboys mistakes or lack of execution that that put them in positions to score 
it's just like, yeah, nah, I don't, I don't, I see Tom Brady fiddling, you know, fizzling out like Drew Brees did last season. You know, honestly, if 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 this if the season continues the way it did against the Cowboys, I I don't, I don't, I I because I, I counted Tom Brady out four years ago, said he was gonna do that shit. I don't. Yeah, I, I but the thing I didn't. That's that's why I'm seeing it like that because I'm like, man, he last season he didn't play very well in the in the playoffs. The defense bailed him out. I agree, but he but he never plays good in the playoffs. He does though when you need him to. He he really he not really he he's just a game manager. The defense plays well and he gets them to a, 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 a last drive. That's all. Well, he gets you in field position for well, field goal. Well, with uh with uh with um to win a championship, it's always going to be a total team effort. So that's why I'm not going to knock him for the defense doing their job and him doing the offense's job. But like, we, I'm not going to sit here and act like he didn't light up the Legion of Boom in in that in that second half. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like now we we all agree that he probably was bailed out by Russell Wilson not throwing an accurate pass and them not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. We can say that. But, um, you know, things like that happen all the time in all, in all kinds of games. So, um, so you know, like a lot of people blame Steve, Steve uh, or um, Pete Carroll for that particular play. I'm like, for real, for real, the Seahawks shouldn't even have been down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a, a, a ball that was deflected, bounced off of a hip, and then landed on. Uh, uh, I forget who the receiver was who made the catch. Um, like, they, should, <laughs> they shouldn't even have been down there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's not act like it wasn't the, one of the luckiest catches of all time that even got them in the red zone. So, you know, it's just uh, so, you know, it's a, a lucky play that got him there and then an unlucky play that got him out of there. But, and you could even say that um, that Butler saved their bacon twice because the Butler didn't think the tackle curse curse would have scored on that play. So <laughs> without oh, yeah, I didn't without, think that without the uh, without the play on the uh, without the play at the goal line, if if Butler didn't think if he didn't make the heads up play the tackle, dude, they would have they would have lost the game on that play. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. But like I said, I don't think that you need to necessarily like over. And I, like I said, it, just because of like, and not only that, because last season, well, outside of the Super Bowl, Tom Brady was turning the ball over a lot, which was actually uncharacteristic of him in playoffs past. I do agree with you that he doesn't necessarily play fantastic, like where he's putting up three, four hundred yards in the game, but he ain't turning the ball over and throwing three. Multiple interceptions in games. Either I'm not saying that, but I've seen I've seen quarterbacks of lower caliber outperform Tom Brady. And oh, game. Mark Sanchez, <laughs> Joe Flacco, numerous times. Uh, yeah, Jake Bell has done it. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco was that guy that year, man. Don't play, don't play, Joe. But, no, it was, that's your guy. No, that's no, no. I'm guy. not even talking about just that. I'm not even talking about just that year, though. Like. If you go back and look at every game that they played against each other, Joe Flacco was outperforming Tom Brady. Oh, and that's what it was just Joe, defense. Joe, Joe Flacco had the Patriots number. <laughs> Joe, Joe Flacco yeah. was, was surprisingly giving Belichick fits. Because that cannon, 
he probably got one of the five best arms ever. That cannon he had, oh my God, there's no, you can't, you cannot prepare for talent like that. <laughs> just as simple as that, man. It's like, yo, you in perfect position. I just position. wish him and Anquan would have stayed together. Anquan was one of my favorite receivers of all time. So, yeah, that's my guy, yes, Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. I was happy when he went to y'all. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, so that's kind of like my take on the whole thing. Um, and uh, real quick, I want to touch on this real quick. We usually do quick hits at the end, but um, since we're on football, I just want to stay on here. Um, I want to give my boy King Sean some flowers today. Because uh, I was going in on my man about Kyler Murray and the uh, and the Cardinals, and uh, the, I picked Tennessee to win. They lost. They lost badly. Kyler Murray balled out five touchdowns. Um, so I gotta take. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my L today. Let's see if he does that for the rest of the season. But I'll take my L today. Hand him his flowers. Also, uh, Teddy Teddy Bridge. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh yeah, we're gonna be even for this week. Cause we we all we got the same thing. Yeah, so we're gonna that's crazy, man. We actually did damn good. <laughs> we actually picked damn good. No, nah, we yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's I mean, six and one. The only one the only one six and one or five and two. Hell, you wanna know what sucks? What's that? Um when we went to go when we wrote our picks down. I actually, I changed my pick. I actually picked Arizona to beat Tennessee, and I changed my mind when I did it over it. <laughs> we know, we know why you did because you were copy paste ass. That's why. <laughs> I, I, we don't even know who you picked. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, no. I changed my mind. No, I changed my mind, and I t- and uh, what's it called? I, when I saw what you picked, it, I don't think it had the entire thing. I think you had to read more. I was like, let me just go ahead and uh, comment. I didn't see the rest of the picks that you made. Uh, yeah, likely story, King John. <laughs> likely story. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to believe that. Just take your L, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I was both wrong on the Arizona one, and I was wrong on the New England one. Yeah, because New England should have won that game. Yeah, and I had yeah, um, what's it called? But but see, see, when it comes to New England, you're one hundred percent correct. They should have won that game. And also, um, Tua is exactly what I thought he was. And for real, for real, Mac Jones had a Mac Mac Jones had a Mac Jones had a solid game, but he looked exactly how I thought he would look too. You That's know, why they took like, the damn field. Enable enable to. But here's the problem though. I understand that he's a rookie, but when the going got tough, he couldn't get going because he's never been going. You understand? Like that, I think that's not only work. that, not only that, but, but I don't know if you actually watched the game, watched the game, but every throw and every good throw that he made, he was getting fucking blasted. Like he was getting hit. So I guarantee by the time it was to like, like, like you say, like get going. Yeah. Like he was rattled a little bit. Like, like man, yeah. Like these motherfuckers is out here hitting. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's what that's what I'm saying. I think he that's was gonna getting, be, he was getting hit. And, and that that that's always been my thing. Like because he can't because of where he came from. And I know people say you shouldn't judge off of where, 
but from where he came from and him never having to face adversity in that in the way that he had to today and he's not going to face that every week he's going to win games i think i had them at eight and nine or nine and eight so uh, i i threw those notes away so i don't know but i had them like somewhere in the middle like he's not going to be able to <laughs> all those close games. they want me to keep it in the past bro <laughs> In the past, he said, "I'm good <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's in the past now, but um, I, that's that's been that's been my thing. He's gonna be accurate. He's gonna he's gonna um he's gonna do what he's supposed to do. He's gonna throw it to where he needs to throw it to where he needs to throw it. But I don't think that there's a there's something that Tom Brady had that Mac Jones don't have, and that's why. And that's and that's that's why. Like and I say he's gonna be out of the league in three years. And Look, you know, I'm not saying that might saying, be a, yeah. I was never saying I was never saying that Mac Jones is gonna be a Super Bowl winner. I was never saying yeah. say that. And gotcha. if he is, and if he is, it's off the strength of Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick's defense. Yeah. And I think I think honestly, I think that's what made Tom Brady is Bill Belichick's defense. But I, and I think that gave Tom Brady the confidence and the swag to mm-hmm. to to when you when you have the goat as a defensive coordinator. Then you mm-hmm. should be a master as a as a as a quarterback to know like the skies is knowing the, the pockets knowing the ins and outs mm-hmm. of every every defense that's coming at you. If you got the mm-hmm. master of defense on the other mm-hmm. side, and you know what I'm saying that like you should be able to pick his brain. So I, I feel like with that, and like I said, Tom Brady having a chip on his shoulder coming, you know what I'm saying, coming out in the sixth round, being better against yeah. all the odds. Like I think all that was just. I think that was made for Tom Brady. Like I think that's what made Tom Brady. Like that mm-hmm. chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why I don't think that. I, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like as people are comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady because they're kind of built the same, and they're both unathletic. And they, but like I said, like I said before, Tom Brady was a late first, early second round grade that fell. Mm-hmm. It was he wasn't a sixth round grade that was a sixth mm-hmm. round quarterback. So you know what I'm saying? So it's just um so that that's always been my issue with it. And while Mac Jones was a fourth round grade that moved up because of the overhyped quarterback. So that's always been my issue with Mac Jones. And that's why I'm like, yo, I I'm not saying that he I say he's gonna be out of the league in three years. Zero corrected me. He's gonna be a backup for a long time because because of uh because of who he is. Um and who he plays for, but uh, but at the end of the day, I've never. Like, I think I, he does I the same that, thing. Go ahead. I think he does the same thing Tom Brady does. Take a. I think he does the same thing Tom Brady does. Take a discount pretty much every year that he's there. Every time, every contract play, because Bill's not gonna pay him, and then he probably knows that he's not gonna have a starting job anywhere else. Gotcha. Like you said, yeah. so he might take yeah. he might take that pay cut and be yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to. I want to definitely. I definitely wanted to touch on that, and um, and also one other thing before we move, I want to touch on the Jaguars always find a way. You want me to go ahead? Go go ahead. Make it quick. Look, they said it on the broadcast because um I watched it on the fan page. They just looked like they were a step slow. And that's exactly how the game went. It's like, 
It's like they were. It's like on every snap they were a day late and a dollar short. That was it. It was like they couldn't get pressure. What's his name? Tyrod Taylor looked like a Hall of Famer. They were they were a day late and a dollar short on every snap. It's like when you run the ball like twelve times. Unless you got people like that at receiver, don't expect to be throwing the ball 51 times and think you're going to win. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm just – like, I actually picked the Texans to win this game and then um, and win one other game. I don't remember who it was against. But for them to score 37, like, that that's – you got you got out-coached by a 60-year-old first-time head coach. That means he really wasn't a head coach talent. The Texans just try to pick a black dude <laughs> to hire to appease Deshaun Watson. They're like, oh yeah, let's hire the Negro. And that'll that'll keep him here. You know, and it's just like, wow, like that's the Jaguars always find a way. They always find a way to make bad teams look better than what they are. That boy got three interceptions already, man. Yeah. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. And about to be looking two, like James and, Yo, and two of the touchdowns was in garbage time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, those numbers look good, but he really wasn't that good. Like you said, he might be out here looking James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I, I don't think that it's a Tur- Trevor Lawrence problem. I think it's an Urban Meyer problem. I never thought I never thought he was an NFL coach, and I think he should have stayed out, um, and stayed commentating college football. Because um, we could have gotten anybody, but we got him. Yeah, and I know it's I know it's only one week, but the thing about it is, our schedule starts off really weak. Yeah. So that so there's no excuse because in the middle of the season we're gonna play. Really, where where I put a a bulk of your wins was in the first. Like I think I had y'all going two and two in the first four weeks. So it's like y'all y'all continue to look like this and start out one and three, zero and four. Well, they might as well fire Urban Meyer at the end of the season because it ain't gonna get better. And y'all gonna have y'all gonna have the number one pick again. How long of a deal did y'all sign him to? I don't even know. They just said they hired him. <laughs> no, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Like, 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 like nine million a year or something. It was something crazy. Nine and I, I don't know how many years. It's like, I don't know how many years. I just know. I just know the money. For some reason, six years, seventy-two million is coming to my mind. But um, but real quick, um, before we move on to um, the, boy got the brothers. The brothers athlete contract. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were hush hush about it initially. Um, but uh, but real quick, um, King Sean, you brought up in our group chat about um, an interview Cam Newton had. I saw like a scene from it, um, but. Uh, and I was I, I didn't even think I didn't even listen to what he said because of what he had on his head that but, dude. And, and you know Cam is my guy but I was like bruh bruh 
I don't know what you got going on. You got holes cut in the top of your damn hat. But yeah, man, you kind of break down that interview for us and then we discuss it. Did you see Zero? That shit summed up a one line. That dude bugging. <laughs> that dude bugging. That yo, yo, I, I just gotta say it. Sean, please let me say it. This dude really came out of his mouth and said he was gonna be a distraction because of his aura. Uh, his aura. His aura. Like what? It was like we got battle aura now. You got that glow when you walk. <laughs> you got that glow when you walk into the locker room. You know, Michael Jordan, he prints. <laughs> <laughs> then you levitate into the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude basically was saying that he was going to be he he was uh, unintentionally going to be a distraction because of his aura. He was basically saying that uh, they treated him the same, but in practice, they wouldn't treat him the same. They basically would, uh, like, give him, like, two reps, and then Mac would get 10, but the way they would cover it up is he would start the preseason game. He said they – and then he said, uh, like, they would do that, like, all week in practice and whatnot, and when he eventually took his hide, his, like, he took it, like, a five-day hide, so, like, I guess he had COVID or whatever, so he wanted to go get a second opinion. And uh, he, which he said he felt like he was able to get a second opinion on his COVID or whatever. And uh, at that time, they told him they. He said they told him to take the take the time off. He said they. He said he didn't offer to take the time off. He said they told him like well, he said well he when they talked about it, he was like well go ahead like we'll do what you got to do. They wasn't saying well you know what I'm saying well we don't think it's in your best interest or if you if you miss time or something like that like you this, you could be in jeopardy of losing your job or nothing like that. He said, because if they'd have told him, he wouldn't have went. He said, but at the same time, like, he thought he did what was best for him. But uh, he said, even if he don't think he missed that time, he said he, he think it was inevitable he was going to lose. Um, his pops was pretty much, I think his pops was talking for him. To me, like, I feel like his pops was saying a bunch of shit that he, he vented to his pops about, and pretty much his pops was just speaking through him, if that makes sense. And Mm-hmm. I, I, it was just a, it, it just it wasn't cool for me. Like I feel like if you like it was to me like it was good to do an interview, but I feel like if you're going to do an interview, do it with somebody in sports media. Don't mm. do it with your pops. Don't do it with your pops because it's going it's going it's going to come off arrogant. First of all, because of your aura, <laughs> it's going to come off arrogant, and it's going to come off like you a hating as crybaby as pouting as black man. Yeah, this, I don't like that. This Bruce Leroy ass nigga needs to shut the hell up. Bruh. When you got that though? <laughs> Bruh. I was like, come on, man. I, I didn't think it was a good, good look for him, though. For real. That hat wasn't a good look. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, as, a great, as a great American philosopher, Chris Rock once said, take off that silly ass hat. And no sex in the champagne room. That dude. I mean, for real, for real. And I, I, I met Cam Newton in the airport many years ago, and he actually seemed like a cool guy. Um, it was funny because I was sitting right next to him and didn't know. And then people were like, started coming up and asking him for autographs, and I was like, 
And then like he got up and walked away and I was like, who is that? And they're like, are you crazy? I just can't do it. And I was like, oh shoot. And you know, uh, and then we ended up running into each other again um, as I was walking past. And I was like, and I, I told him, I forget what you, I forget uh, how he did that year. Um, but I told him, I was like, yeah, good season. You know, uh, actually it was the year before his MVP. It was the year before his MVP year. So I was like, I was like, and I said, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, hopefully next year, you know, you win. I, I said offensive player of the year. I didn't even think MVP was ever in his, like, in his, in his future. But um, he was like, thanks, appreciate it. Dap me up and kept the pushing. But, um, but uh but I I agree with everything King Sean said as far as um you know and then he's talking about his aura. But I know where he was coming from though. It's the Tim Tebow effect. Yeah. And you know, with Mac Jones, cause if Mac Jones like if he has two or three more games like he had this week where you're where you're a field goal away from winning the game and you can't execute, it it would have got ugly for Mac Jones. So, and it's just like if Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow was a quarterback for the Jaguars right now, and he was an active player, after, to, after today, it would have been ugly for Trevor Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? So I, th- I think that's where he was going with it. But um, I agree that it's corny when you have your dad interviewing you. Um, I didn't even know who the dude was I was interviewing him. And he, I'm, just, I'm just now finding out what's that. And, you know, if you're going to do like, he could have did like, the un, what's what's the joint um that LeBron does? Uh the the, the shop talk or something like that. He could have been something like that. But what's the show that LeBron does on HBO? The shop. Yeah, uh, so uh, he, shop, yeah. yeah, he could have did something like that. You know what I'm saying? He could have used a multitude of other outlets to do that interview, like you said. It just you like you you look you look you look like a fragile little boy. Who needs your dad to cope? To cope with what you've been going through, and um, and I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing, but it looks bad in the media, and um, and I and I think that I think that Cam should be above that because I, I Cam, Cam is one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. So you know what I'm saying? Um, I ain't gonna lie, act, sing and act like you know. I don't and listen, man, this ain't the end of me, man. This ain't the end of Cam, man. This ain't, I ain't retiring or nothing, man. And, and I don't mind being the backup on nobody's team. I'm just saying, like, they ain't, I mean, they, if they would have asked me to do that, they ain't no problem. I just think that he wouldn't have been able to handle that. That's all I'm saying. And that's not that's not going to get you signed. <laughs> you know? But that's... Like yo, for real, you 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 saw what the league did to kick Colin Kaepernick for not saying thank you. <laughs> like, you know, so it's just it's just wild. It's just wild that Cam um, Cam is too good to be in this position. Um, but like not right now, especially how Teddy Bridgewater just looked um, in his game, and how Jalen Hurts just looked in his game. They ain't too many teams that's really looking for quarterbacks. Me, you know, my, I, but after after Washington, today, Washington. That's what I was, I was just. You was just. You was just. I was just answering. Washington and Miami. They may be making that deal for Deshaun Watson, and then Cam will have to pick the other team. 
Because Miami did not look good at quarterback. Dante Culpepper situation. Whoever didn't get one got the other. Yeah, man, so <laughs> it's very unfortunate, man. But good luck to you, Cam, man, if you ever listen to this podcast. We wish you the best, my brother. But, um, all right, so before we go, there's a topic that King Sean brought up that, uh, that, um, I'm gonna have him lead us in to this work. King Sean, what was the topic you brought up about um, women earlier today? Okay, basically, women want a traditional man, but they don't want to be traditional themselves. Mm. Elaborate. Meaning, they want the they want the man to be the provider, the the supporter, the protector, all that. But they don't want to nurture. They don't want to clean. They don't want to. You know what I'm saying, cook or anything like that. They, they, they like they. It's 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 a lot of lazy women out here, and it's a lot of alpha women as well out here. Mm-hmm. And I say when I say alpha women, I mean alpha alpha women. Mm-hmm. And again, uh. Like I said, you you can't have you can't have both. You can't have both, man. Yeah, you can't have both. So I just wanted to get y'all uh, y'all y'all perspective on that. Zero, go ahead. Start us off. It might just be what the landscape is today. How um how women are more. A more career driven and um more so in more so independent so they feel as if um they feel as if they don't have to in just my opinion they feel they don't have to um they don't have to do those things because of the fact that um is the mindset that they don't need yeah they don't need a man but they want them to do all this stuff it was like like you said they want you to do everything but but when it comes down to it it's like i gotta it's like i gotta make a deal with you in order for you in order for you in order for me to get come home and you actually made dinner or cleaned up the house it's like, oh, it's like, shoot. It's like, what have you done all day? It's like, if you, it's like, you walked in and uh, opened the door, right? So you can walk into the kitchen and make your own meal. It's like, but, like, what do we do? It was like, especially if it's a woman that is home and takes care of the kids, if, the, if you have kids together and you come home and it's like, nah. You got to do whatever. You got to do whatever. It's like, yeah, I just been out. I just been out busting my ass working in this uh, 150 degree heat to come home. To come home, and you're like, I'm not doing this. He's like, he's like, yeah, you do what you do what you were supposed to do. But if you're hungry, you still got to go make your own stuff. You still got to do. You he's like I'm. I'm not your maid. Type of situation. 
that's I think that's what the problem is. Is like they they don't they feel like if it's um if they do the wifely duties that they feel like they're a maid or whatever. Because I remember I watched this video and this lady was talking about how um she how she how um she can make a uh, make a house a home and talked about cooking and cleaning but then also be little dude and said we got to clean up behind y'all because y'all act like little boys or whatever it's like i don't know if uh the traditional um I, I don't see a traditional woman actually dogging a dude uh, dogging a man that's been that's that's provided the house for you to quote unquote make a home so it's like i just i uh, but i just feel it's more so because everything is because women are more independent and more career driven they don't feel like if they get into a relationship that they have to do they have to do any traditional woman stuff the traditional things because of the fact that they're more so about what it is that they're trying to accomplish rather than take on the role as like you said the nurturer the wife the mother you think about it uh so a lot of the times i think i think for the most part when um when we have these women conversations or whatever um i think for people who may listen to us uh because i tend to hold men accountable that they think i'm on the women's side uh but um i'm not on the only side i'm on is the truth so what do I believe the truth to be in this situation? I believe that women have been raised to not want, not need a man. But the unfortunate thing is, I think women are also um, raised to say, if a man can do, a man is supposed to do this, so if he cannot, he's not a man. And it's funny because women in this generation are opposed to gender roles, but only when it comes to them. They don't, they don't care, they, they don't, they don't hate gender roles. It's on the men's side like man supposed to take out the trash or man is supposed to um, bring home the bacon or man is supposed to provide the house. The woman makes it a home. And um, I, I remember I, I, I posted the video that Zero was talking about in, uh, in, the, in the Facebook group. And uh, the gentleman killed her with his argument. And he said, okay, like, I can hire somebody to do all those things you claim you're going to do. But you can't hire somebody to buy you a house and pay all the bills at the house. And you have no financial responsibility. Like, so when it comes to the, the woman wanting a traditional uh, man, you can't you can't want that, but also want 
the independence that you feel you should have. And I think that when it comes to independence, that a lot of people mistaken freedom and independence as two things that are the same. Because you cannot, you can depend on somebody but still be free. And you can be independent and still be enslaved. So for example, many career-driven women, they they are they they don't need a man in A, B, C, D. Um, and if if they get a man, he has to be able to pay all the bills, pay for my lifestyle that I'm pay, paying for myself, because I'm providing my lifestyle. So he has to be able to take all of that from me but I still need to be a career woman. Okay, you, that's not, that's not how that works though. If you're gonna talk about tradition, tradition is you stay at home, you cook, you clean, you raise the kids, you do X, Y, Z that the husband don't gotta do or worry about. You know, so I think that that's probably the biggest problem on the women's side. Um, and they see that's what that that's actually what they want, but they don't know how to get it. They don't even understand how that even transpires, because in American society, specifically American society, you need to have two working people just to afford to live. It's very rare that a, a, a man by himself on an average income is making enough to take care of him, his wife, and let's say two children. Maybe you can get away with one, but once you get into multiple children, it becomes much more difficult on one income. Average American salary. I'm not talking about a guy who makes six figures um, or a guy who makes seven figures. Of course, they have different, completely different lifestyle. Average income is supposedly $40,000, $43,000 a year for black men it's closer to 35. So, um, so uh, it's it's an unfortunate thing because um, a lot of women, they do put them, especially in the black community, they put themselves through school, they get better paying jobs. Um, you know, a lot of them are nurses and, you know, get, they have pretty decent paying jobs, 50, 60, 70 grand a year, maybe even higher depending on where you work. And um, a lot of men aren't in those careers um uh through college and things of that nature and then but then you're you're belittled as a man when it's like okay i'm an electrician that makes 60 grand a year or i'm a garbage man that makes 70 like i'm a garbage man i make 70 grand a year but that job's not good enough because one is not six figures and two it's a garbage man i'm appealing yeah, you know what I'm saying? So they, like a lot of women, you know, they want tradition, like you said, but they don't want to be traditional. And the unfortunate thing is submission is tradition. And you need to be able to submit to um, the will of your husband. A lot of women might be like, yo, my list is like, yo, you tripping. It's not a one-way street though. 
So, because I remember talking to somebody and they said, oh, you know, I want my woman to do this, do that, do the other. And he was talking about all the traditions. And the girl was was like, yo, well, you know, he, you don't own me. You don't own me. If you my wife, yes, I do. I ain't saying you my slave, but you're mine. That's ownership. You can't say, you can't say, you, you buy the car, you making payments on it, the bank can take it. But you feel still feel like you own that car though, right? So you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever it might be, your house, whatever it might be. So yes, no, he, but you also, if you're, if you're married, but if you're married, it's not, like I said, it's not a one-way street. You also own your husband. And I said, think about, I said, a lot of men don't understand that the submission doesn't, the submission actually works both ways. How do you ask for a woman to marry? Somebody, somebody say, like, how, like, what's the traditional way to act? And what, what, what position does that show? Does that show dominance? Nope. I respect. It shows submission. It shows submission when you kneel to somebody. It's submission. So no, I'm submitting to you to take to 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 take your to take your hand in marriage, and you're submitting to me your life. So that means all of this, all of this is my responsibility as a man. But when you sit here and you try to combat me on the responsibilities, then everything gets mixed up and divorce rates are higher than they've ever been. In the black community, especially. Like we, the, the we shall overcome era is long gone when it comes to the black community. And, you know, that's that's pretty much my whole take on it is, you know, when it comes to not being traditional, you, you, if you if you want a traditional man, you're going to have to be a traditional woman. Or here's the one other thing, you can change the tradition. You can change the tradition, but I want to, I want King Sean, because I actually got a, um, a direction I want to go with this. But I want King Sean to kind of break down more of how he feels when it comes to the grand scheme of things. Basically, I both had. All right. So the reason why is basically because they don't want to submit one and two because they are valuing something that we don't value in them. They value something in themselves that we don't value in them, and that is money. Mm. We don't value them, their money. Because nine mm. times out of ten, it all lays down on us either way. Like mm. what what is all what 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 we make goes to the house. What they make may potentially go to the house, but it's really theirs too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, what we make goes to well, ten times out of ten, what we make goes to the house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For one. And 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 that's where it all lays out. That so to where like like Zero was saying like if they're career driven, basically they feel like like in if they're career driven and then like how you said raised not to need a man, then basically like they gonna have the attitude that they don't they don't need a man, especially if you ain't making what I'm making. Like if you can't make what I make, first of all, mm-hmm. then you already xed out. 
Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where that's where they that's where they they that's where they they cut the traditional off right there, not submitting and not and valuing something in themselves that, that, that we don't value in them. They're mm-hmm. born with value. We're not born with value. We have to work to our value. Our value is what we make. They're born with their value because the only thing we really truly value in them, and not trying to be funny, not trying to sound funny to women, but is y'all's vagina. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing men truly value in women is vagina. What what do we need women for? Sex and reproduction. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is truly it. That's all we need women for. Mm-hmm. Sex and reproduction. Can you think of anything else that we need them for? Because anything else that we that you can think about, we could do with a man. Converse. We have better conversations with them. We build better with men. We, we everything we do better with mm-hmm. men. Like we we don't like nine times out of ten you 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 are happier with men and you are more chill than you are with your woman unless it's just your woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't really need them other than that. So like I said, like <clears throat> women women just they 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 far from the traditional these days. Like I said, the submission and, and, and valuing something in themselves that we don't value. Basically. So where I wanna go, I've I've been having a lot of relationship conversations with a lot of women lately, and even, you know, with the Duchess as well. And, um, and I try to explain to people where, where women get it twisted when it comes to the traditional man. Um, and this is actually inspired by a gentleman who I work with. Uh, um, he said his mom has always made more money than his dad. Always. They've been married for almost 40 years. Always made more was always a breadwinner. And I was like, and she don't like go at him funny and things of that nature? Yeah, disrespect that letter. Because that's that's what that's what we've experienced in our lives. Mm-hmm. So uh he goes, no, my mom said at the end of the day, he's still a man. <laughs> he's still he still runs the house. Is he white? Black. Okay, I just had to ask. I had to ask. I yeah. Had to ask. Yeah. Black. She said he's still a man. He still runs the house. It don't matter how much money I make. And she's a working woman just like he's a working woman. She said, no matter how much money. Yes. Uh uh, and she said it don't matter how much money he makes. He's still the man of the house. He, he still, we go where he leads us. That's where we go. Nothing else matters. That's what I committed to when I said I was going to marry him and I said I do. And here's the issue. Um, so like I said, I've been having several um, relationship conversations. And I think here's a big problem with career women. Career women want you to match them or supersede them financially and not necessarily seeing value, like King Sean said, in the other things that a man 
will also bring to the table that a woman is not in however their scheme is, whatever their whatever their strengths and weaknesses are. And that's where I, I slightly disagree with King Sean, where I feel like we do need m women more in more different aspects than even we I'm realize. Not, I'm not saying that we, we yeah. don't want women in other reason for real reason. No, no, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, do yeah, yeah. Need, what, yeah. what do we need them for? Necessity, necessity in a one exactly. thing. No, and I know where you're going with, but that, that's, that's actually, I'm going the same direction because I told a, a young lady, she was like, oh, he can't do nothing for me. I buy everything. I do this, I do that. Okay, so if you're the breadwinner, he don't have to be. When what you need in your relationship is complementary, not identical. 100%. So that's where, like I said, as men, where we, you know, like you were saying, like where we want this, 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 and this, and this, and there's a lot of things that we do better with men, but we can also do it just as well with women if they complement us. 100%. So, like when it comes to the Duchess. <laughs> Like there's there's strengths and weaknesses that we both have that we complement each other on. I told her, I said, you know, I draw and I color. I said, there's a thing called a color wheel. I said, and there's there's primary colors, secondary colors, tertiary colors, and on the opposite end is your complementary color. So your complementary color is never gonna match you. So stop looking for somebody to match you. You don't need nobody. Like you said, you're making six figures. Make your six figures. And if he's making 60 grand, he can make 60 grand. That doesn't mean that he is less valuable because he makes 60 grand. Because there's going to be some things that he may bring to the table that you don't bring to the table. She said she had two sons. She said, I didn't bring, I didn't give them no emotional support. But you over here worried about a guy being soft which is why you were, in all honesty, why you were attracted to him, because he had a softer demeanor about himself, a caring demeanor about himself, a nurturing demeanor about himself, because women aren't the only nurturers, a nurturing demeanor about himself. And you're like, well, that's not a man. Well, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna say that's not a man, then you need to tone down the, the, the domineering nature that you have. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't be dominant, but if you're gonna be dominant, you can't expect another dominant to person to, to be with you for an extended period of time. Because like, if, let's say for some, for example, somebody like me, you're not, you're never gonna dominate me. You see what I'm saying? Like that's never gonna happen. I don't care how aggressive and how loud and whatever you are, you're never going to be able to dominate me. I am physically dominant. I'm emotionally dominant. My voice is dominant. You're never, as a woman, you're never going to dominate. So don't try but, it. Men have a problem way. with that. So you but see what I'm same, saying? Go ahead. But the same way, same way we have, we have women that are raised not to need women, but we have boys that are raised with our fathers, you know what I'm saying, with lack of representation that, are, that, that don't know how to be a man as well, that are raised to not need women by women as well. Mm. 
And there's a lot of so boys that are so that's racist what, to me. Uh, exactly, that's what I'm that. saying. Yo, okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think that's where that's where you get those type of men that that, that yeah. look for that alpha type of woman. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it goes it, like I said, it goes both ways, man. But you can't yeah. have it both ways. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like myself, myself, um, my my mother raised my sisters to always be able to take care of your man. That you, however you need, he needs to be taken care of. You always got to be have the ability to do so. You got to know how to cook. You got to know how to iron. You got to know be clean. You got to be, you know, the things of that nature. And um, and my mother was a very dominant personality. And uh, my mother always ran the house when she was with my father and then when she wasn't. And I always knew my place, even myself, as a dominant person, because that is still my mother. But that's where, like, a lot of dudes, it's like, I, I depended on my mother for everything. That doesn't, I have never depended on a woman for anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I understand where you're coming from because that's how you were raised. I was raised in a single parent household too. By a dominant woman who also instilled the values that companionship is still important. And I think that's where a lot of women are being raised that companionship is not important. Only the money, only the ability to pay bills, only the ability to buy things only the financial stability. But men, if they're solid men, are stable in so many areas, you can't replace that. I don't care how strong-willed of a woman you are. A stable man is irreplaceable. He don't gotta make more money than you. Because if he's if you're making more money than him, I guarantee you he's more stable in many other areas than you are. And like King Sean said, that stable man don't need you nor your money. And he don't need to match you either. Because like I said, it's not about it's not about I understand that you on match.com looking for life, but it ain't about your match. It's about your compliment. <laughs> It's, it's who compliments you that gets you to the next level. Because, and, but a lot of women, they, they, and they want, like you said, they want traditional men. They want to be able to do A, B, C, D, and E, but they don't want to deal with um, uh, many other things that come with the, 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 uh, the relationship. And then you want to belittle the man because he's not doing A, B, C, D. And then you wonder why you, why you divorced 14 times. Why you get why you get dumped every other minute? Why you get cheated on constantly? Why you between marriages? Whatever the f- that's supposed to mean. Dang, you just said like a job interview. <laughs> uh huh. I'm I'm between marriages. It's like you plan on doing this again? Why did not the first six times? You know and. Um... I, I, I feel I, I feel bad for a lot of women 
when it comes to this because they know they don't know they know what they want but they don't know how to go about it and there's nobody teaching them how to go about it and the same thing with men men don't know how to go about it a lot of the times and like i said i'm, I'm holding women accountable on this on this particular episode because you have to be able to submit your will to your husband and let you, if and if he's not if he if you're if he's not worthy enough to submit your will to, then you don't marry him. You don't be in a relationship with him. You actually have that power. But you have to be if if he if he has all his ducks in a row, if he got a 780 credit score and he got this is that going on, you know, uh, uh, he's 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 in shape and a multitude of other things, and you like you like oh oh well. He, he don't make as much money as me. He needed, I, I'm, I'm gonna try to motivate him to get a better job. For what? His life is fine. Why does he even make more money? You, you dominate in that area. So dominate in that area. Be great at what you're great at. He don't gotta be great at making money. Be great at what you're great at. And it's crazy because um I also, real quick, I, I sold a car to somebody many years ago, a white couple. I forget their names, but the, the, the husband had the highest credit score I ever seen at the time. Um, and he says like, uh, he was an attorney and he was retired. So I'm going through the credit application, everything like that. And she goes, I was like, hey, um, how much how much you make a, a year? And she goes, um, about about 300, like two, she's like, I think it's 295 a year. Cause she couldn't remember how much she made a month. So we had to do the math off of that. And I was like, oh, okay. So she was like, yeah, I'm the vice president for accounting for um, a hospital, um, uh, a hospital uh, chain. So I was like, oh, wow, that's what's up. She was like, yeah, well, you know, um, yeah, so he doesn't work anymore. So it's gonna be just my name. So I was like, man, you lucky, man. You get to, you know, stay at home and sit back. He was like, no. And I, I was like, but I was like, uh, but you also got the hard job because you got to raise girls. And he was like, yeah. He said, so what they did, he was a lawyer. He paid for his wife to go through med school and she had the children and everything like that. And when she graduated med school and got the job that she was working at at the time, she said, yeah, you can be at home with the girls. You don't have to bring home any money anymore. But he pays all the bills. He pays all the bills. Same, same thing like the like my, my coworker, my friend. Same thing. He paid all the bills. He did everything that was needed for the house. She was like, I don't know what anything that goes on in the house, except when it comes to the girls. She was like, but the, all I know is with our credit scores, I know the bills are always paid. With the, there's a, the, he, he puts everything, he puts, he splits the money up and does everything. That's stability. That's the stability that I'm talking about. She's the breadwinner. She, he hadn't worked in seven years, they said. Seven years. And if you would have saw them, you would have saw like there was no act, the love that they had for each other. It was no act. 
and it's like, wow, that's possible. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, like she wasn't like, oh, he needs to match my income. Now, don't get me wrong. He did pay for her to go through med school. He did do what he was supposed to do. But because he did what he was supposed to do, she's taking care. She's taking care of them financially and he's taking care of everything else. So you can still change the tradition. That's why I actually was a white at first when you said about your, your, your yeah. Years. So both now the other the, my my friend's parents both of them worked. The, the white gentleman that I'm talking about now he didn't work. But that but that wasn't the only time I saw an Asian couple do this. Two Asian couples do this. Um, but you only hear it in our community, at least when it comes from the women. I ain't taking care of no man. What do you mean? If y'all have a family and he's he's not the breadwinner, he's taking care, I would hope he's taking care of everything else. But you think that the only thing that's valuable in this world is finances. And that's why you're losing. Like they say, they like wealth, wealth in general, the easiest part of wealth is money. A lot of people don't understand that. The easiest thing to get when it comes to wealth is money. But it's hard, it's hard to stay healthy. It's hard to stay happy. It's hard to stay mentally healthy. There's a lot of things that come with wealth that people can't get. The easiest part is money. So stop putting all the value in money because that's not going to make a healthy or wealthy relationship. You talking about you want to build an empire, but you ain't trying to you ain't trying to pick up no bricks. You ain't trying to dig no ditches. You want him to do all the work and just be on, be along for the ride. It don't work like that. Is that simple? Your your your, your job might be to be the breadwinner. And his job might be to put everything, organize everything, so that way y'all empire builds. Or it might be your job to do that. And he is the breadwinner. In, in my relationship, I'm the breadwinner. And like King Sean said, in my relationship, all my money, most of my money goes to the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, most of my money goes to the house. So, you know, at the end of the month, she, Usually she got more money than I do, or at least she should. Now, whether she does or not is a whole different story, but she should. <laughs> but, but all I know is, it, but also if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her, the Duchess, we won't pay no bills on time. I swear to God we won't. Because guess what? I'm so focused on here, all the other stuff I don't care about. When it come to when it came to my daughter with the whole pedophile thing, if it wasn't, she's my compliment. If it wasn't for her, I would have never known about it. Cause I don't go through my kids' phones. I don't care. But you know, it's it's funny because you know we the the whole the whole uh, assessment that I was talking about, which again I need to get King Sean to do it one day. But I'm the pilot. I'm a high B dominant personality. She's a high I. She's very uh, sensitive. She's. Uh, 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 they call it they call it the flight attendant. 
The flight attendant's job is to worry about whoever's on the passengers. And that's exactly what she does. Cause I ain't worried about the passengers. I got a goal. I got to get to Las Vegas. I got to get to Japan. I, you know, whatever the destination is. So I don't be thinking about that a lot of the times. So when it comes to, yo, I'm thinking about making, creating income. She's thinking about, yo, this bill got to get paid. That bill got to get paid. Let's make a joint account. Boom, 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 boom. I promise you nothing would get paid on time if it wasn't for her. I've had terrible credit and made good money because I forget to pay bills all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so that's why I'd be talking about like, find your compliment. And if you are that woman who wants her to a traditional man, then you have to, you have to find your compliment. Meaning you may have to put your money value down because that dude don't care about your money. He don't care about how much you make. That's not what your value is to him, but that's your value to yourself. And you think that's what your value is to him. No one cares about your money, sweetheart. Not a man. Little boy might, but don't no man care about your money. He taking care of business. That's as simple as that. If you make more money, you say that he can be, he don't have to be the breadwinner because you are, which is the smarter thing to do for a happy relationship. If you are a six figure woman, because you're a top 15% earner, if you are a six figure woman. So that means that what? 300 million people less make, make less money than you. So you're probably not gonna find a person who makes more money than you in your lifetime. Just deal with it and then keep it pushing. Do he needs to compliment you? Stop looking for somebody to match you. Nobody's gonna match you. There's we're all different in many different ways. We're not gonna match you. But go ahead, bros. And I'm, I'm, I, I 100 agree with everything you're saying, man. Like I just I, like I said, I just wanted to get y'all opinion on that on that traditional thing. Like I said, yeah, woman, woman expect that from from men and. Like I said, it, 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 it goes both ways, but you can't have it both ways. That's all I'm going to keep on saying. Yeah. Yeah, it man. But let's, 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 uh, let's close this thing up, man. Um, any part in shots, King Sean? Hey, look, man. Don't second guess me when it comes to these NFL picks, man. <laughs> First of all. You said, what's say that one more time? I said, I said, y'all better stop second guessing me when it comes to these NFL picks, man. I'm trying it's to say, uh, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, it don't matter. It don't matter. I claim my victory. Okay. Hey, I gave you your flowers already. Stop asking for me. Yeah, you, did. you got it. You, you got it. You got it. Right. Yeah. You already got a bouquet, my brother. Yo. <laughs> hey, it just smells good over here, okay? It just smells good. It good. And then, uh, I guess like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a usual words, women compliment your man. Compliment your man. And fellas as well. We got all the fellas accountable as well. Facts, facts. Zero, what you got? I'm ready for week two. I know you are. <laughs> Shoot. Well, it looks like everybody's gonna go uh, fifteen or fifteen. Six and one or five and two, depending on how the Ravens do tomorrow. Um, but uh my parting shot is uh, man, you know, like King Sean said, you know, compliment your man. Stop, stop looking for your match. 
Stop looking for your, stop looking for your, stop looking for your mirror image. Look for the things that accentuate your skills, that make you better. That's what we all need to start doing from here on out, man. But we appreciate everybody who listens. This is Between Brothers Podcast. Y'all take it easy.